listening to New England Public Radio News. I'm Adam Frenier, and this is The Shortlist, NEPR's Week in Review. And joining us today is Rick Hurst, publisher of the African-American Point of View, and Ron Chamellis, columnist with the Republican newspaper. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Good to be here. This week, a judge in Fall River, Massachusetts, vacated the murder conviction against former Patriots tight end Aaron Hernandez, who committed suicide in prison last month. The judge cited the so-called abatement doctrine, which says if someone dies while an appeal is still going on, the charges can be thrown out. Here's Ursula Ward, mother of Odin Lloyd, the man Hernandez was accused of killing. So being angry is not a part of me. Because God didn't raise me like that. God said, my child, I held your hand this far, and I'm not going to let you go right now. Ron, Odin Lloyd's family also has a civil suit pending against the Hernandez estate. What about the rights of the victims and their families in these cases? That's a good question. What about the rights? This law has been on the books since pre-colonial times. It's totally antiquated because it ignores what we know. Uh, what you read was the accused killer. No, he was convicted. Hernandez was convicted in, a, in an American court of killing Odin Lloyd. That's not a debatable point. Uh, and, and the victim here, there's no closure. It's hard enough for closure anyway. Uh, I think the judge did what he had to do by the law, but I think the law should be changed. Rick, what do you think? Well, I feel like the judge did what the, what the judge had to do by the law. Uh, I, uh, you just look at the history of the law, and you can't just turn around and change it ex post facto to fit something that you don't like. And uh, I think that's what most of the outcry is about. I feel sorry for the family. Uh, but when you really look at it, I mean, the man was convicted, and just because he gets off on a technicality doesn't give any moral pump to him and his people. So, Rick, do lawmakers need to take a closer look at this and maybe look at changing things? I would change it if I was the lawmakers, absolutely. Being a lawyer myself, I understand the judge following the law, but uh, I think the law must be changed. Ron? I, I totally agree. I don't blame the judge. The judge had to apply the law as it sits on the books. I, I think it should be taken off the books. In East Hampton, Massachusetts this week, the school committee temporarily banned students from wearing the Confederate flag. The lone dissenting vote was cast by school committee member Peter Gunn. The better response to this is for us to be educational and to prepare young people to have the strength of their convictions and the confidence of the support of their community. For all those reasons, I would let a student wear a, a Confederate flag on his shirt to school. I would tell him that I disagree, and I would tell him why, but I wouldn't use coercive measures to prevent him from doing it. Rick, this is a clash between First Amendment rights of students and the school's duty to make sure learning isn't disrupted. Your thoughts on Peter Gunn's comments, and do you think the school committee made the right call here? I think the school committee made the right call, absolutely. Uh, I understand what Gunn is saying, and, and I have a little sympathy toward that outlook, but it's not an outlook I agree with, uh, especially when it comes to students wearing things uh, that are abusive like that. I mean, I don't think they ought to wear a swastika, and I don't think they ought to wear the Confederate flag. And I have to give credit, I don't know if it came from Ron, but there was an editorial in the Springfield Republican that, that I think hit the nail on the head. You know, this, this flag represents some pretty bad stuff. And to have the kids wearing it as some kind of symbol in school is not a good idea. And school, in school, you don't have the same level of freedom of speech as you do out on the streets. If to wear it on the streets, I wouldn't like it. 
but it is an element of free speech. Ron, racial tensions have been an issue at East Hampton High in recent months. Gunn says they're holding listening sessions to help find ways to calm the larger situation. What do you think of that approach? Well, I I think they're dancing around the issue because they're worried about getting sued and they're worried about some people disagreeing. Of course, people are going to disagree. I think the idea that you have to teach history on some kid's sweatshirt is absurd. Uh, I think you should teach the Civil War. And if you did that, you'd see that it was a pro-slavery move. I don't see the nobility in this Confederacy movement, and I don't see why a school can't use a reasonable amount of discretion in a dress code, and that's what this is about. Shifting. Okay. Go ahead, Rick. I just think that Ron is right on point. You must have written that editorial because... I did, actually. <laughs> good for you, because it's right on point. The flag stands for something very bad, and one of the points that was made in that editorial is that each person who represented that, each state that represented that flag left the union because they wanted to maintain slavery and and what slavery has done both in the past and even now is is awful i'd rather see it taught in the classroom than represented on a kid's shirt where a kid thinks it's casual shifting gears for our next topic i'm going to quote a song from years ago by the band chicago does anybody really know what time it is does anybody really care apparently in parts of new england they do care the idea of keeping daylight savings year-round is gaining momentum and while massachusetts has been looking into the issue for quite a while various legislative branches in maine and new hampshire have approved the idea so long as the other states in the region go along with it Rick, what do you think about a little bit more darkness in the morning, but a little bit more sun in the winter uh, later in the day? You know, it doesn't mean much to me to be candid with you. You know, I get up at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning every morning. What's the difference? There an hour one way or the other. Uh, but I do recognize that there are some businesses that might have a legitimate argument uh, for maintaining that uh, situation where it can be light longer in the day all year long. Uh, but, uh, it, you know, it just is not a big deal to me, and I can't fully grasp the gravity of the debate that's going on. And, Ron, there are some that are worried about the impacts it could have on some business transactions with nearby states, for instance, New York City, perhaps, if it was on a different time zone. Others also say it could make train and air travel in the East tricky if we're bouncing around time zones. What do you think about this? Uh, it's too confusing to change it. It's confusing enough to change it twice a year as we've done it, but we have, we're in that habit. There's too many reasons to say that it would be disruptive. There's no, there's no point to putting, as Rick said, it's not that important. It, it is in its own small way, but not enough to change our entire clock schedule. Uh, I think that would be much more confusing than it's worth. All right, and finally, as we wrap things up tonight, the Boston Celtics have a chance to finish off the Washington Wizards in their Eastern Conference semifinal series. Game six tonight, if the Celtics win, it's over. If the Wizards win, the series will go back to Boston in the seventh game. Rick, any predictions? Uh, i got to tell you, I think they got a good chance of winning. I mean, I'm surprised. I've been surprised ever since I realized that Isaiah Thomas was not just a flash in the pan. I mean, this is a, a team that is performing much better than it looks. Ron? They lose tonight in Washington, win game seven in Boston. I am a pessimistic optimist. A pessimistic optimist <laughs> indeed. Ron Chavellis with the Republican newspaper and Rick Hurst with the African-American point of view. Thank you so much for joining us today, gentlemen. Thank you. My pleasure. And thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning into the shortlist, NEPR's Week in Review. You can catch the shortlist anytime by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or by going to nepr.net slash podcast. I'm Adam Frontier, and this is New England Public Radio. Thank you.